What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners. This is episode 66, and this week is a, a predictions episode. We're going to be previewing and running down the card of Clash of Champions, the next WWE pay-per-view to take place on the WWE Network, of course, this coming Sunday. And we're going to be doing our usual weekly recap of NXT and NXT UK. We'll be covering all of that and so much more with our special guest host, who I'll be introducing very, very soon. Um, first of all, uh, as I like to do every single week, to throw out our social media media plugs so uh, if you're on twitter go and follow us on twitter at with jonas underscore pod on instagram just go and find us there at wrestling with jonas and of course go and be a part of our ever popular interactive facebook community page just go out and search wrestling with jonas and that's about j-o-h-n-e-r-s uh of course if you enjoy listening to this podcast please don't forget to hit like subscribe share and shout about the wrestling with jonas podcast uh this is your only podcast um for your weekly nxt and nxt uk needs in my opinion we do cover a lot of WWE especially the pay-per-view reviews and AEW um, as well as so much more we do occasionally cover New Japan and quite a bit of progress wrestling as well so please spread the word to your friends and to your family and help to grow this podcast uh, don't forget uh, we've got our very own range of Wrestling With Jonas t-shirts and merchandise I don't know if you can see that but that's our Wrestling With Jonas classic shirt there so uh, go and find uh, the t-shirts all of our merchandise at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash wrestling with Jonas. so i want to welcome our guest host now it's the first time that he's been on the uh, wrestling with Jonas podcast but he has been part of our wrestling with Jonas facebook page for quite a few months now i think possibly since um the beginning of the year uh, but i'd like to introduce uh, jason lee uh, jason lee jones so jason welcome to the podcast and thanks for being a part of the wrestling with Jonas show this week Hi, is um, I'll just say it's Jason Lee Wood, but never oh, my mind. <laughs> Jason Lee Wood. My apologies. I don't know where I got Jones from, but yeah, uh, no great to have no you on the podcast, Jason. Thank anyway, you. so uh, how are you? And uh, uh, yeah, what I really like to find out about from our guest hosts. Uh, are all about their, their kind of wrestling uh, fandom, how it all began for them um, and uh, kind of when they first came across professional wrestling, um, who were some of their favourite wrestlers when they first got into it um, and kind of how their wrestling fandom has developed over the years and kind of what they like to watch, what their likes and dislikes are about uh, wrestling nowadays. So when did you first come across, when did you first become a fan of professional wrestling, Jason? Well, I'd... Um... My dad was a wrestling fan, and so he used to watch it with us. Um, but someone ended up giving us a recording of WrestleMania 8. Right. Uh, and um, WrestleMania, uh, it's a, no, sorry, WrestleMania 7 is Macho Man versus Undertaker, uh, versus Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And in that one, um, I just remember the scene where uh, actually... Uh, where Elizabeth comes and saves Macho Man at the end. Yes. And uh, that was uh, strange. I know it sounds it daft, but I remember thinking, this is amazing. This is and all the drama that was going on. Um, and then out of order, I remember at a car boot sale getting a Hulkamania DVD. And that took me back in all these different ones. And Hulk Hogan was definitely, for me when I was younger, was absolutely my idol. I loved Hulk Hogan. And then I got that. Can you remember a double video it was for wrestlemania 4 of course yes. yeah and it was like i remember getting that, the, the silver vision uh, double, yes. double set yeah yeah and so i i had that one and i think i watched that and wore it out actually i, I <laughs> uh, that, that was a, a brilliant one that was and i've been watching wrestling off and on probably since then actually i haven't really the only bit i dipped out was slightly before um i, I dipped out just before bret hart had when bret hart fell out with owen 
Um, and then I was out for a little bit. But then I remember getting Sky TV at that point. I was always getting it recorded. And I flicked it on. And they weren't being friends. It was after WrestleMania 13. So I didn't see the amazing Bret Hart-Austin match. I hadn't seen that. It was just I was seeing Bret Hart hugging Davy Boy, hugging Owen. And I was like to my dad, I went, they're all friends now. And and I don't know <laughs> why, but that just seemed something. And then we started to watch it from then. I say we, it was me and my dad watching it quite a bit together. And I obviously watch it on my own now. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I mean, my favourite wrestler, though, has to be Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, and then that that's evolved into I've always and Daniel Bryan I followed him since Ring of Honor, um, so they would be my two favourites. Um, I enjoyed Rob Van Dam, but Rob Van Dam's matches are sadly all the same. That's my that's that, that's my disappointment. First time I watched him, I don't think I'd watched anything like it before. Um, but then from there, I was like, oh, so you just do this stuff every single time, and and that's where it gets. Where Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels only has a, a couple of things, but I don't know how, but it always makes the match seem exciting. So that's where, and obviously Steve Austin. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree with uh, a lot of your choices there. Yeah, like I, say, I grew up watching, uh, yeah, the likes of Matthew Man, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, and, and more recently, uh, I'm a big fan of, of Daniel Bryan. He's probably mm. one of my uh, favourite wrestlers of all time, um, alongside Ric Flair. And I've kind of made that to public knowledge on this podcast yeah. before. That Ric Flair is one of my favourites of all time. Um, so, what what sort of wrestling uh, do you watch nowadays? Is it uh, primarily WWE, or do you dabble into any other independent shows, or um, AEW uh, what's your kind of wrestling oh, like oh, at the moment yeah I mean I, I do watch pretty much anything um, yeah. in person um, I've I've seen New Japan uh, and Ring of Honor when they've come over here um, and I, I have seen uh, a bit of I've been to see Smackdown Live and such like that I used to live in Canada and I got to go to Montreal and I saw uh, Hogan fought The Rock the second time around right and the, yeah No Way Out um, that was pretty cool. That was um, so. I, I yeah, WWE is my major one. Um, I haven't seen. I what progress is on the list, but I don't know how often they come to the UK. I'm kind of out of that loop. I'd like to find out. I did recently go see. There's a company in Leeds called Rise. I don't know okay. if you're familiar with them. Yeah, Not those no, but uh, yeah. Okay, well they advertise themselves as the maddest wrestling company in the world, which basically means they do a lot of hardcore wrestling. <laughs> Um, and I went uh, eyes wide open and they said, we're going to do a uh, no rules, no rope, no ring fight. Um, and we were like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> and then they took us down into a basement um, where they had this hardcore match with no ring or anything. They beat it. Looked, I felt like at one point I was in Fight Club. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and I was like, we can't talk about this. This is weird. This is. Uh, but no, it was, it was so fun. And uh, yeah, that's the latest one. I only went there a couple of months ago, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I try and get to see the shows where possible. Yeah, I mean, just on the subject of uh, progress, I know they've got a couple of big shows uh, this coming weekend. They are a UK-based company. Uh, they they are predominantly around the London area. Uh, right. I know they've got a couple of big shows this coming weekend. And uh, one of our usual guest hosts, Kieran Reid, um, he'll be going down to see both uh, day one and day two over the weekend and reporting back to us on a future episode of the podcast. But uh, uh, Jason, thank you for kind of giving <laughs> us a bit of a lowdown on your wrestling <laughs> fandom there. there we go. Um, should we should we go straight into some of yeah. our shows? and uh, we're going to be looking at NXT UK first of okay. all. 
so um, uh, but just, just kind of on the subject of NXT and NXT UK, are you kind of avid uh, watchers? Do you, do you watch the weekly shows on the WWE Network uh, of both the, them two brands, Jason? I'll be honest, I don't see the weekly. Um, I'll flirt in if someone says there's a good fight to catch. Yeah. Um, but I, I won't miss a takeover because... Let's be honest, it's where the best wrestling happens. Um, Absolutely. I mean, AEW has been good recently, but I mean, I, I, I think TakeOver might be the most consistent show, full stop, I think, actually. it's a, They're always amazing, and including the Cardiff one. I was blown away by that. Yeah. So I would be someone who would watch it because somebody says... You need to watch it. But I did watch these. Okay, I did watch these. There you go. <laughs> so you that's, that. that's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So this week's NXT UK, first of all. So this week's uh, show starts with an, an appearance from Imperium. So Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, Alexander Wolf, and the current reigning and defending UK champion Walter, of course. There's a loud Tyler Bates chants and uh, booze for Imperium, as Bartel tells us that uh, that their arrival in NXT UK was necessary. He tells us that our champions, just like our nation, is a symbol of weakness. Uh, Wolf is next on the mic to tell us that they are here to protect the honour of the mat and of their sports. And then Walter grabs the mic next to tell us that he's disposed of Tyler Bates and that they, as a group, have disposed of British Strong Style and that there is no one to step up to group of supreme athletes uh, and uh, that you will all need to accept that they are your future and that this is the era of Imperium. Then we get a, a tag team uh, comprised of Danny Jones and Harry Green, two uh, local uh, South uh, Wales wrestlers, I understand. And I've seen Harry Green uh, wrestle on a progress show as a Beano. Um, so so oh, they're, they're set to take on uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, who, of course, are already in the ring. So just a couple of highlights from this match. Uh, Bartel beats down Jones in the corner. Uh, that might be where I got Jones from earlier on, actually. But <laughs> uh, I in this fight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so... so uh, Bartel beats down Jones in the corner followed by a butterfly suplex and a running soccer kick uh, with Wolf and Walter watching from the outside of course uh, Eichner launches Jones across the ring allowing him to tag in his partner Green only for Green to be driven into the match with a wheel, wheelbarrow DDT combo from Bartel and Eichner Eichner and Bartel get the easy win from a flying forearm powerbomb combo proving their dominance to kick off this week's episode of NXT UK however Walter wants to teach Green a lesson with a massive clothesline as Nigel McGuinness asks who can stop Imperium so Jason who indeed can stop Imperium and uh, who might be the next NXT UK or dare I say it WWE superstar to be a worthy challenger to Walters Championship so tell us tell us uh, what, what you thought about uh, this very brief squash match but uh, also about Imperium and uh, who might challenge Walter if anybody I'm uh, mega high in Imperium I mean uh, music uh, whenever he, uh, I can't tell if people are singing or humming along. Uh, I didn't know if they're making words, but I love that <laughs> idea. The stance, um, the look. Um, I was going to ask you, did um, Alexander Wolf used to cut, pro did he cut promos when he was in Sanity? Um, not that I remember. To be honest. That, that's what I thought was, that was new to the thing as well, that he cuts a promo. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um and I mean, the wrestling was was spot on, wasn't it? I mean, they did a cool move, did they? Where they hung him over, hung him upside down, and then they did a drop kick over the top rope. I remember seeing this like combo move look great. And they also um, to help him tag the guy, he just body slammed him into the corner to throw him at the other person. That the look is great. I, if I wanted to say who I want to fight, Walter, and who I 
I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love Cesaro to fight Walter. That would be up there for me. Um, I don't know from their roster, unless they're delaying massive, that would be my... Um, that would be where I think... Well, I don't know over their big stars, really. He's got Dave Massive oh. in one of their later ones. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing Dave Mastiff. He's, he's a big guy, mm-hmm. big bull of a guy, and, uh, you know, could put up a good, strong fight against Walter. Um, I, I have to agree with what you said about Cesaro, though. I mean, his, his outing against Ilya Dragunov in yeah. Cardiff was, was fantastic. Um, and not only was it a star-making performance for Ilya Dragunov, it also kind of uh, showed the world what Cesaro has been capable mm-hmm. of all these years and never really been given the opportunity to kind of shine in that sort of way. It was almost as if he was told backstage to go out and, and uh, kind of wrestle however he wants, you know, wrestle yeah. his style of match, wrestle how he wrestles. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and there's been a lot of other podcasts and wrestling sites out there championing uh, Cesaro as a possible challenger for Walter. He, he's got his, his duck in NXT UK on a takeover, so why not give him another shot? And if you think about the, the roster, Walter's already gone through Pete Dunne in New York, of course, uh, Trent mm-hmm. Seven at the download tapings, uh, more recently, Tyler Bates in Cardiff. So uh, he has also beaten Jordan Devlin, who would be another strong contender. And I wouldn't mind seeing those two go at it. Jordan Devlin is a big favourite of mine. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of us are keeping our fingers crossed that we might get another appearance from Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, he could definitely yeah. be a, a really strong opponent against Walter. Um, but um, then we get to Sid Scala backstage and he tells us that uh, he is still the assistant to the NXT UK general manager, Johnny Saint. Uh, but he's been told by Johnny that he will be in a rematch uh, against Cassius Ono. Sid, Sid tells us that that rematch will take place next week on NXT UK. And it'll be the first um, of, a, of a different type of match in NXT UK. The first of a British rounds contest um, and uh, uh, that he will be ready this time. Um, so it won't be any kind of last minute uh, ripping his shirt off of his as he runs to the ring like he did um in cardiff so in this week's episode they also explained the rules of uh, british uh, rounds mm. um so uh, just to go through the rules because it's very similar to the type of matches that a lot of us grew up watching on the old itv world of sport mm. back in the the 70s the yeah. 80s uh so um it's going to comprise of six three minute rounds so short rounds but uh, six of them if it goes to distance uh, there'll be a 30 second break between each round and the winner of the match uh, must gain either two pinfalls um, or two submissions or one knockout or to be ahead on falls come the end of the sixth round. So give us your thoughts on on uh, this concept. It's not, a, it's not a new concept or any stretch of the imagination. For those of you that are watching WCW back in the early to mid-90s, you may remember a series of matches between uh, William Regal or Lord Stephen Regal, as he was known then, uh, against Ric Flair on uh, one or two WCW shows. And they called that the, the Marquis of Queensbury rules match. Um, obviously a take on the old ITV World of Sports um, uh, formats. But uh, what's your thoughts on, on this new kind of uh, British rounds rules that's going to be um, uh, making its appearance on NXT UK from next week, Jason? It sounds fun. Uh, I mean, um, not exactly the same, but I used to remember the the pure title from Ring of Honor. Yeah. And, the pure rest, and that had separate rules about rope breaks and how many could use them and then Nigel McGuinness made that his own thing didn't he so it sounds exciting um, I guess I was just doing a bit of maths in my head though 
Um, six rounds at three minutes. So you were saying what, 18 minutes, and then there was going to be breaks in between the rounds. Is that so? So uh, there's going to be a 30 second break between each round. So uh, every three minutes, uh, provided the match hasn't mm-hmm. ended, there'll be a 30 second uh, break. So, so that's going to be a 20, 20 plus minute match, isn't it? Right, minutes, okay. If, okay. If it goes the distance. So um, if it goes the distance, is it a draw then? Uh, I would imagine so, unless somebody's got more falls than the other person um, come the end of the sixth round. So there could be a few draws, but um, it, it could essentially be seen as a bit of an Iron Man match as well, yeah. with the person having the most amount of falls, falls, uh, falls or submissions at yeah. the end of the sixth round. But remember, they only have to get two pinfalls or two submissions uh, to win the match outright, regardless of what round they're in anyway. So it, it, I'm sure it'll all become clear. Uh, but it's, it's a little bit yeah. of a mind-boggler at this stage, but it'll all become clear next week. It sounds creative. I like the idea of it. And it just it's one of those other things that build intention and drama, isn't it? It's just a, a simple way of doing it. But it's, I like it. it. Sounds interesting. Yeah, you could get the scenario where you've got um, somebody on the offense and, you know, really rally into uh, to, to, you know, maybe a pinfall. And then the mm. bell goes for the end of that round and the momentum stops. But, you know, it could get some heat that way. But uh, I think it's going to be fun and exciting. Of course, the first match of the British rounds is taking place next week between Cassie Soto and and Sid Scala, so that'll be an interesting rematch there. But uh, on to our next match, Jason, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Jordan Devlin. He's in in-ring action, um, and uh, I, for one, was disappointed not to see Devlin uh, in any of the matches at TakeOver Cardiff. Um, but uh, tonight, he will be going up against Ashton Smith. So uh, going into this match, I was hoping to see Devlin destroy Ashton Smith in double-quick time. Uh, Smith definitely had the size and the strength advantage taking the match to Devlin in the early few minutes um, of this match. Smith gets an impressive close near fall from uh, what appeared to be a Death Valley driver, uh, followed by a, uh, a, a two-count following, following a suplex. Devlin recovers to strike with a slingshot cutter for a two-count of his own, with Devlin holding his ribs from Smith's earlier offence. However, in the move of the match, Devlin goes for a moonsault, only to be super kicked out of midair from Smith to get another two count. Uh, Devlin makes a brilliant comeback with a Spanish fly from out of nowhere before hitting his Devlin side suplex for the eventual one, two, three. And I have to agree with Nigel McGuinness, who's on commentary, um, that this was the best outing so far for Ashton Smith. Um, but uh, he still wasn't enough to beat the Irish ace. So, um, as I said earlier, I'm a massive fan of Jordan Devlin. Really pleased that uh, he... Uh, won the match overall but Ashton did put in quite a bit of offense and a good showing for himself uh what was your thoughts on this match Jason oh dear I'm gonna upset you now Go on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I thought um yeah I thought to the point where Ashton came off better that's what I kind of felt like I mean I know I was listening to someone saying um NXT matches the loser comes off well um, but I thought Devlin should have taken care of this guy maybe a little bit easier than he did. That was the the way it looked. Because I just thought the other chap looked really cool. He had some nice tattoos. Um, he had a, a good little chant where the, the fans were going with him. That's right. He, he had a, I don't know what chant he was doing, but he was doing <laughs> something. Um, and he had a wicked knee that he did to him in the corner. Uh, and I think that Death Valley driver, was it, it looked like an Olympic slam. It was a cool-looking move yeah. that he did. Um yeah, I, 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 and I, but the only thing I was wondering is they kept on calling him lanky. I didn't think Devlin was that much smaller uh, than than him. Oh, he's he's a bit of an odd looking chap, and he's about <laughs> two thirds ahead. Um, but he's, um, it, yeah, I, that was the only thing I thought was if you were trying to position him, because I mean, 
well, he's the next singles champ, isn't he? Is he at some point going to be fighting Walter, maybe? If so, and maybe would have just given him a bit more of a, made him look a little bit better. I mean, he helped the other chap, but um, I just thought he could have made, it It, it made him look as not as, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, I know what you mean. It, yeah. it, it, was, it was a very good, uh, very good match from Ashton Smith. Yeah. And to be honest with you, he could have pulled off uh, an upset victory. And, um, you know, I, I think that that would have been, equally as good an outcome to be honest with you it would have been equally as good an outcome as a Jordan Devlin win but obviously Jordan Devlin is, uh, is one of their uh, uh, golden boys um, yeah. on the NXT UK roster so um, um, it was almost inevitable that he was going to get the win but I think yeah. he, was pushed, he was pushed harder than a lot of opponents have given him uh, you know a, mm. a match for his money um, in recent months but um, yeah I think because of that go really good performance from uh, Smith we'll probably see a lot more of him on future episodes but um then we get to Radzi backstage and he was meant to be interviewing former NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm only for Miss Storm to be mysteriously absent for this interview. However, Radzi is joined by Nina Samuels who tells us that uh, what we need to be con- uh, concerning ourselves with is the future and that the future of the NXT UK Women's Division is of course the Nina Samuels show. Mm. Uh, there's been uh, plenty of rumours of Tony Storm being done with NXT UK Jason and that she could be heading stateside to be part of uh, NXT NXT, uh, NXT uh, proper um, as it's uh, just in time for the black and gold brand to go live on the USA network. So give us your thoughts on, on Tony Storm. Was you kind of, um, you know, ever a fan of Tony Storm? Did you like, I know that they, it's, uh, there's a lot of um, mixed views on Tony Storm. Uh, there's many out there that think that, uh, you know, she looks great, but she's not very good on the microphone and kind of, um, you know, a, a lot of mixed reviews on her wrestling performance. But then there's others that uh, adore her, think that she's fantastic. She's won so many championships around the world in the UK, across Europe and in Japan, of course. Um, but uh, do you think that if she does end up on the NXT brand, uh, that she's going to make a splash stateside, Jason? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, I saw it. She was in the first May Young, wasn't she, actually? She's in the first and the uh, second one, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I thought um, she had a cool-looking look. I mean, because she's got that kind of a... I don't know, like the, the paint is kind of American football style, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, I, and I mean, I thought she had a great moveset. Um, I mean, promos, well, okay. But then... Um, just before you might not have caught it but on youtube there was an interview before the evolution pay-per-view and she was out of character and she was talking to um trisha uh trish not trisha (laughs) that's somebody else trish stratus and a few others and she just came across as adorable but i mean that's she just came across as such a nice person and i think her wrestling's great the takeover latest one Mm. was probably her uh, yeah, maybe not her best performance so far, and I've seen her do better. Yeah. Uh, coming across, the only thought is, um, with Rhea Ripley also coming across, what's that going to be like with the two of them both debuting? Because I think I think Rhea Ripley's just a star. I, I'm, I'm a mega fan of her. So um, I think Tony Storm's good. Uh, I'm not sure where you kind of put her in this, because she's, she's definitely a baby face in it, but I don't know... Uh, do you just repeat what you've done or something else? I mean, to be honest, she'd be one of those people. I think she'd still be good enough for the main roster. Yeah. And I think actually it would freshen up a lot of stuff because we're getting a lot of repeats on the main roster of same. So it'd be great somebody 
just different. I think I think actually I'd prefer that. I think that would be more interesting. But yeah, uh, but then they did because Rhea Ripley's already debuted. We don't know where Tony Storm's gone. Is she going to have a rematch with? I'm sorry, I don't know the girl's name. We beat her at Cardiff. Um, um uh, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. If, I wasn't sure if we were going to get a rematch before that point. Uh, which, I mean, because they said that she was crying and she'd got into her head and all those different bits and bobs but it wasn't their best performance but no, no I really rate Tony Storm I do I think she's very good yeah and no, I like Tony Storm um I think you know she's still very young I think she's only in her early 20s 23 24 right. so you think how good she's going to be you know if she's that good now how good she's going to mm-hmm. be in three four five years time her promo work and her wrestling ability is only going to get better and I have to agree with what you said that you know may- maybe she should bypass NXT and go straight to the main rosters to freshen things up we are seeing a lot of repeat matches and a lot of yeah. repeat combos of matches with the, the Baylors and the Charlottes and the Sasha Banks and the and the the, the Becky Lynch's of this world all seem to be intertwining in, in each other's matches uh, month after month but um yeah um I'm, I'm pleased that tony is uh possibly moving to stateside i think that's yeah. kind of the, the rumor certainly by her recent absence and uh, loss at takeover um but uh, one person that could be uh taking up the challenge of kaylee ray um won't be tony storm but it could be tegan knox and we see her in our next match so she's up against uh, uh, a young lady called Shax, um who is uh kind of quite big on the independent scene in um kind of in, in, in the north uh, of england i think around sheffield i believe that she wrestles for breed up in sheffield now as many of us are aware this is tegan's nxt uk debut but she has been seen on WWE TV before. She has been under the WWE umbrella for the last couple of years. And uh, uh, she was meant to be part of the first ever Mayan Classic in 2017, but had to be pulled before the tournament tapings due to a serious injury. Uh, the first time we actually saw Knox in the ring was the following year's Mayan Classic in October 2018, so last October. But Tegan lost to Rhea Ripley in the quarterfinals of that tournament after suffering another serious knee injury during that match. Now, Tegan has been back. Uh, wrestling uh, since uh, a recent return uh, for the last couple of months uh, mostly wrestling uh, for NXT on the Florida loop Um, however uh, we see her as a welcome addition to the NXT UK women's division here going up against Shax as I mentioned um, who we've seen recently losing uh, to Kaylee Ray a few weeks ago. So, um, do you know much about Tegan Knox? What, what are your thoughts on Tegan Knox? You mentioned the uh, Mayan Classic uh, from last year, a bit earlier on, um, but uh, you may remember that kind of very memorable match between her and Rhea Ripley, where she had to crash out injured. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of, what's your thoughts on Tegan Knox and now being part of the women's division in NXT UK, Jason? I, uh, I'll be honest. The second one I didn't catch as much. Um, I did see. Because the break was quite brutal, wasn't it? I did see photos of that on on Twitter. Um, And, I mean, I noticed that she's got two wicked um, knee braces on, hasn't she now? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I hope she's injury-free. But I Mm. did see that. And I was like, they are big. Like, they're like Austin ones that he used to have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So, I mean, I hope that's not going forward anything worse but i mean uh she, she showed a lot of fire the match was cool short but sweet yeah um but no i i think that was cool, good 
Um, the other girl seemed interesting as well. I don't know much about her. Sax, is that a cat? Uh, yeah, Shax. But uh, she's Shax, got um, some kind of like a witch gimmick. Little goth gimmick, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, I mean, the match was short and sweet. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, at the very start of the match, Shax uh, started the match with a, with a slap to the face of her opponent. But Tegan isn't going to be embarrassed in front of her fellow countrymen, responding quickly with a fall away slam and the shiniest of wizards, um, mm. hooking the leg, getting the pinfall victory in less than 30 seconds um so this was one of those blink and you miss it sort of matches jason with tegan Knox, not wanting yeah. to risk any other sort of injury finishing the match <laughs> yeah. in super impressive fashion so maybe that's going to be her thing is is getting the matches done yeah. and dusted in super quick time so that she right. doesn't uh, risk any further injury but I, I have to kind of echo your sentiments on the leg braces and uh, um she she was wearing uh, just one single leg brace i believe when we saw her in last year's Mayan Classic. Now, right, I think she's okay. got a leg, leg brace on, on both legs. Um, and it does make you wonder whether she's uh, possibly injury-prone or uh, mm. whether she's a risk, but uh, they wouldn't clear her for competition unless she was fully fully fit, I suppose. But uh, uh, but just when you thought we was going to get a drama-free ending to this match, Jason, Kaylee Ray, the new mm. NXT UK Women's Champion, comes out uh, to have a say on the matter. So Kaylee Ray says that at TakeOver, she became the new NXT UK Women's Champion. But at the end of TakeOver, all anybody wanted to talk about was the little girl with the shiniest of wizards coming home. Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray told Tegan that uh, we all saw what she was capable of doing to Tony Storm. And if she stands in a spot, like again she'll do the same to her so Tegan wasn't taking any of this lying down of course she grabs a, a microphone of her own to tell the champ that if she wants to fight then let's fight anytime anywhere and I think we are going to be getting a match between these two sometime in the coming weeks I believe it was a, a match that was taped um, at Cardiff during the TV tapings um, the day after takeover of course but to, what was your thoughts on this, on this kind of uh, match and this segment like I say it's a short and sweet match and then you had the exchange between Kaylee Ray and uh, Tegan Knox afterwards. It sounds exciting. I mean, um, the the hard thing. Well, I, I'll be honest. Kaylee Ray, I haven't seen many of her fights, mm. and so the match against Tony Storm maybe didn't show off what she can do as well. Um, and so it'd be interesting to see where that goes next. Um, so how much taping was there at the Cardiff show? Was there quite a few? Well, I, I think it was just the one night. It was the following night on the Sunday. Okay. So, uh, and uh, they usually tape for a good three to four hours. So you've probably right. got a, a, okay. month's, a month's worth of content there. So, okay. you know, it could be, uh, I don't think it's on next week's show because I don't think it was advertised for next week, but certainly within the next two to three weeks, right. we, could, we could well, and I believe that a match was recorded between these two. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Well. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, sounds exciting. Indeed, it doesn't. Like I say, um, I, I think you've already got a ready-made uh, replacement for Tony Storm and a ready-made mm. opponent for uh, for Kaylee Ray. And I'm hoping that Tegan Knox hangs around and becomes a, a, a regular fixture on the NXT UK brand. Is certainly fitting with her being from the UK, unlike mm -hmm. some of the NXT UK uh, well, yeah. uh, roster, yeah. of course. <laughs> um, but uh, and two very, very capable and, and competent uh, wrestlers. So it'd be good to see when they do eventually fight in the ring, what happens there. Uh, so there we see Trent Seven interrupting Noam Dar's very own press conference, uh, possibly setting up, up, up a match between these two. Uh, the funniest part about this segment was when Trent received a call um, from uh, 205 Live general manager Drake Maverick uh, during the segment with uh, Trent saying how uh, he knew that Drake didn't want Noam Dar as part of 205 Live and they didn't want him either, but they've got him on the NXT UK brand. Uh -huh. um, so uh, what, what was your thoughts on this little segment here between uh, Trent Seven and Noam Dar? And in my opinion, 
it does involve uh, two very good characters mm-hmm. who can uh, you know, not only talk uh, but go you know, when it's uh, when it's uh, ring, when it's match time they can definitely go in the ring uh, does it do anything for you um, Noam Dar versus Trent Seven uh, yeah I mean um, Noam Dar does look like a star when he sat behind that that thing um, the, uh, the kind of the, the phony looking conference but it did look good it really did and I, I know it was funny in there they were all kind of set up questions even to the point where Trent Seven says why did you ask him a question <laughs> um, which I thought was quite funny but uh, he did look I was like well he does look like it could easily slot in somewhere else and be believable in that place um Trent Seven, uh, so so. I mean, his match against um, it was Pete Dunn, wasn't it, at Blackpool? Uh, so Trent Seven was was in the the tag match uh, oh, with sorry, Tyler yes. Bates versus uh, the grizzled young veterans. You may yeah. remember that that brilliant tag match to open the show in Blackpool. But uh, yeah, carry on. Yeah, sorry, no. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's very good. I mean, um, it'd be interesting to see where they go next with it. Um, but yeah, I thought I just thought it was a funny bit, and I hadn't seen. I, I know that's the thing. I haven't seen that much comedy in the UK one. I thought it was great to see some personality yeah. and it was just a funny little bit. And I really liked it. I did think it was very good. Yeah. I want to see yeah. more from these two. I want to see more, yeah. not necessarily, I want to see a match between these two in the ring, but I want to see more backstage stuff. Uh, yeah. Cause I think with their personality and their sense of humor, they've got brilliant timing. Um, I think it could be, uh, you know, something to help build a match, but also give us a bit of, a uh, bit of comedy, uh, which yeah. is something that's lacking in some wrestling shows. But so uh, then we go straight into our main event of this week's, NXT UK, Jason. So it's the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the South Wales subculture. Uh, so, of course, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. So my first thought before this match started was how it looked very, very strange for the Grizzled Young Veterans to be without their belts. They were champions yeah. for such a long time. They looked very odd walking down uh, the ramp um, as uh, as uh, challengers instead of the champions. And, uh, yeah, they, they certainly had their feathers ruffled uh, during TakeOver in that excellent, uh, mm. you said earlier, that you saw uh, take over Cardiff and yeah. that excellent tag match. Um, but um, so no Gallus in this match, unlike their classic match at Takeover, of course, when Andrews and Gibson, uh, Andrews and uh, Webster won the titles um, in a, a fairy tale kind of scenario in front of their Cardiff fans. Um, as always, the grizzled young veterans worked well, uh, like a well-oiled team with quick tags and smooth double team moves uh, from GYV. Andrews escapes a grueling beatdown with a stun dog millionaire and getting the hot tag to his partner Webster with Webster nailing Gibson with a dive through the ropes, eventually getting a two count on uh, uh, James Drake with a sit out face buster. Uh, the former champs regain control with a doomsday device on Morgan Webster with Andrews doing a great job in managing to break the count. Uh, Mark Andrews nearly wins the match for his team with a poison Rana um, onto James Drake from the top rope. And that move did look amazing, uh, but wasn't enough on this occasion. Gibson blocks a st- another stun dog millionaire from Andrews to apply to apply the Shankly Gate, which was broken up just in the nick of time from a huge senton from uh, Morgan Webster from the top turnbuckle. And this match it was very much a, a back and forth match between these two excellent teams. However, towards the end of this match, James Drake hits Webster with an enziguri, but misses a super kick, nailing his own partner in the process. Morgan Webster sets up Andrews for the fall to pieces, shooting star press for the one, two, three as the hometown boys retain their championships. Um, uh, to, to, you know, they retained their championships against a team that they defeated at Takeover two weeks ago. So, Jason, this was an excellent main event, in my opinion. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on uh, this uh, NXT UK Tag Team Championship match. 
Mm. Congratulations, remember on all those names and moves. That was pretty impressive. (laughs) I've got Uh, it all written written down in front of me. (laughs) No, I I enjoyed it. I mean, if I was put it up against, because the other thing is it was one night between, wasn't it? It was. Against the triple threat, I think you're looking at the triple threat was like a four or five star match. This may be, it was in the, the three, three and a half, maybe I'm being harsh, but it wasn't as good because the other one was exceptional. That's the, um, but it was still a good one. Um, Flash did a, um, Flash is the one who looks a bit like John Lennon, Paul McCartney had a baby, isn't he? He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's kind yeah. of like the mod. Yeah, yeah. he did like a, like a pedigree move, I noticed. And um, then he did this, the Sinton to break up the submission, I thought, was brilliant. Yeah. And that um, that shooting star press looks like it's in slow motion. I mean, it just, I was like, he's in the, up there forever. It was, <laughs> uh, it was very, very good. And actually, I was, um, I thought they were going to lose the belts, I did. I thought that was going to be, it was going to be just a, a switch because it's hometown. Yeah. Uh, given the cheap pop. And actually, because I thought the Grizzled and Veterans just came across as great. I mean, and I'd written down the tag team work, the back and forth. It, it bugs me that Vince doesn't like t- good tag team wrestling. It, I just yeah. can't see how when you see all this distracting the ref and tagging in out, all that type of stuff. It's just so, um, I don't know, it's just so engaging. I love it. And I yes. just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, when when realistically, all he likes is two singles blokes uh, and who don't seem to work together at all. And there's nothing to do with, well, they might not be a tag team. That's what that, well, that's where he is. But yeah. when you watch this, how can you not be thinking, this is great. This is yeah. really. When, when tag team wrestling is done well, like, like this here, and especially from yeah. a team like the grizzled young veterans who always produce excellent uh, tandem offense and just very, very smooth work between the yeah. two of them. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's excellent, you know, wrestling, beautiful to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we're, we're big fans of um, uh, the, the grizzled young veterans uh, on this podcast but uh, yeah it is a shame that vince isn't as big a fan yeah. of, of tag team wrestling um and he never has been when you think back to be honest with you he never has been a, a big tag team um proponent i suppose but um but uh, yeah, they definitely demonstrated that uh, these two teams work well in the ring together. Yeah, yeah it was a, a shorter match than their match at Takeover with a little less drama, but uh, I think. Overall, to keep that kind of fairy tale scenario going, I think the right team won. Uh, yeah. No doubt, will get uh, possibly another match between these two teams somewhere down the line where the the veterans might get their uh, championships back. But um, yes, we shall see. So this was a fun edition of NXT UK. I thought, uh, especially with the debut of Tegan Knox, um, you also uh, she appears to be in line for a, possibly a shot at Kaylee Ray's uh, title fairly soon. We also saw Imperium showing us why they're the most dominant faction in all of NXT, um, and then that excellent match event so with the sub uh, south wales subculture retaining their title so uh, a good episode there but uh, let's have a look at uh, the black and gold brand of nxt from full sale um so the opening shots of this week's NXT shows Rhea Ripley. So uh, Rhea Ripley, of course, speaking of NXT UK, the first ever NXT UK women's champion, of course, stepping out of a car and stepping into full sail ahead of her match against Shayna Baszler later on tonight. So besides that, uh, we also know that Johnny Gargano will be on the show addressing his future in the NXT. All of that to come, of course. Uh, but first, we get a match between Damian Priest as he looks to continue his undefeated streak, this time against NXT breakout tournament competitor Bo. 
Boa. So uh, Priest looked uh, very impressive in this match with a falcon arrow before Boa showed uh, a little bit of fire, only to be knocked on his backside with a lariat, a cyclone kick, and uh, Damien Priest's finisher, the reckoning for a relatively easy pinfall victory. Jason, I have to admit it, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan or overly impressed with Damien Priest's earlier matches on NXT. Um, I, I didn't really follow him when he was Punishment Martinez in uh, Ring of Honor. I don't know if you did, but uh, here he made a bit of a believer out of me, to be honest with you. He looks, uh, he's got a great look. He's got a great entrance, um, and he certainly demonstrated uh, some quite impressive moves in the ring. But uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on this match and Damien Priest. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's hear what you have to say. Mm. I think someone missed a trick. I mean, the chap called Boa doesn't have the archery gimmick. How ah, daft is that? There you go. Um, but yeah, <laughs> good thinking. I, yeah. Um, well, I I saw um, when I went to Doncaster to see Ring of Honor. Um, he was. Um, I felt kind of bad for him because when we were at the autograph table, no one was queuing up to see him. Um, punishment. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he came off too well on this one either, and. I've not watched. I, well, he's very tall, um, and is that the reason why he's getting the the kind of um, treatment he is? Because uh, I don't know. I'm not totally sold on the look. I mean, I think the archery thing looks dumb. Mm. Um, pulling the bow and pulling the arrow and trying to fire it before he does something. Yeah. Um, it's it's not as bad as the the fist pump in the air for Roman <laughs> styley, but there is kind of bits that are reminding me of that. Um, yeah, so I saw this one and I wasn't totally sold on it. And the other thing is the other chap was actually just as tall. So actually it didn't um, didn't make him stand out half as much as I thought it would. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was a bit in, uh, disappointed by this one. And it was what? Was it just felt like five moves and then that was it. That's what it, it felt like. A one, two, three. We're, we're going from spot to spot. And that was about it, really. I was a bit disappointed for me, personally. Yeah, I think like a, a lot of the matches we're going to talk about, it was a short and sweet once again. But um, mm. no, I, I, was, I was impressed with, uh, with okay. Punishment Martinez here and uh, and Damien Priest. I, I think that big things are in store for this uh, gentleman in the future. I think that uh, Triple H and whoever else behind the scenes are, are kind of sold on this gimmick. And um, yeah, like I say, he hasn't quite made a, a believer out of you. I think he, he is just about kind of getting through, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I, I I'm kind of becoming a, more of a fan the more I see of this gentleman. But um, then, then, then we're reminded that uh, the Velveteen Dream will be putting his North American Championship on the line against Roderick Strong in the first ever live NXT uh, during hour one um, of next week's show, which will be on the USA Network, of course. Are you looking forward to that match, Velveteen Dream versus uh, Roderick Strong? Where do you kind of stand on these two individuals and their match, which will be going live next week, Jason? I love both of them. I, I mean... Um... I watched um, Tough Enough when they had, because he was Patrick Patrick Clark. Clark. That's yeah, right. and he did Sean. He was the star. And actually, the version of the Velveteen Dream is something he trialed. If you yes. haven't had a chance, watch it on the network. He came out with a little dog. I think it was Lita's dog, and he had glasses on. And so he had a version of this character. Um, and he was, I mean, he was the best at the bunch. But because it's reality show and pretty fixed... Um, so because of that, then it, he ended up being eliminated. But it was very obvious that he was one of the best of the bunch. Then uh, Roderick Strong watched him in Ring of Honor for ages yeah. and always knew he was super talented. The Messiah, the backbreaker and all that cool stuff. 
So, um, I mean, I, 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 what you said about setting the guy's sofa on fire is the worst thing you could do. It, <laughs> it, it, it did it did make me chuckle. I was like, that is a weird, a weird reason to fight someone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay. I mean, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think Patrick Clark, um, Velveteen Dream, he can just pull a good match out of anybody. I think he just has a, a style... Um, yeah, he's just very adaptable. I don't think I can instantly see. Uh, he's got a couple of his own moves, but he just works well with people. I think he's very, very talented. Yeah. I just worry if he was going to the main roster. I just think I could see Vince just looking at him so perplexed. Like, so this what guy looks metrosexual? Is he Prince? <laughs> um, I don't really understand it. Um, yeah, I, that's my only concern. I could see. Vince just not having a clue what to do with because I think Velveteen Dream is great. I really do like him. I think yeah. I think he's he's going to be well. I I I personally I'm hoping, but uh, I think the Velveteen Dream has got the look and the gimmick um, that Vince McMahon will love. I mean, if you think back to some of the wrestlers that uh, McMahon's pushed over the years, he, he's he's obviously a combat Dream's a combination of match. Rude, um, and then you know all them wonderful kind of flamboyant characters from over the years. So I think he's got the look and the gimmick that Vince is going to like. Okay. Um, I, I personally hope that he doesn't turn him into a comedy character, mm-hmm. though, uh, which uh, wrestlers similar to the Dream over the over the years have been treated as more of a comedy actors instead of um, letting them kind of portray their gimmick but also be allowed to kind of wrestle in the ring because not only does he look great and he has a fantastic personality he's, he's amazing in the ring as you've alluded yeah. to so um yes i've also got my fingers crossed but i've got my fingers crossed for every single nxt superstar that goes up onto the main roster and i think that, <laughs> because the 99 percent of them always fall by the wayside um but uh, I, I think with nxt going live on the usa network I think that uh, it's it's going to give them that bigger platform that almost kind of gives um, NXT kind of an equal footing to, you know, in comparison to a SmackDown or Raw, in my opinion. And I think, you know, it won't necessarily be a promotion when they go on to Raw or SmackDown. It'll be seen as maybe a sideways move yeah. or maybe a step down. But uh, I think the going live will actually kind of um, elevate everybody and elevate uh, the image of NXT. So uh, I think Velveteen Dream, yeah, he's, he's, he will have a good platform on the main roster eventually, but I think he's going to have an excellent platform on uh, NXT going forward. Um, but uh, then um, so, the so fans... Who do you think's going over then? Then who do you think's winning that match? Oh well, I personally hope that the Velveteen Dream keeps the belt. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest uh, fan of Roderick Strong. I like the Undisputed Era. Um, I do like Roddy Strong, um, but uh, personally, I'm a, I'm a big Velveteen Dream fan. Right, so okay. I'd rather the belt stays with him. However, uh, you've got to remember that uh, it's an opportunity for the Undisputed Era to fulfil their yeah. undisputed prophecy and have all the gold. So it wouldn't surprise me if Roddy Strong kind of takes the gold, possibly with semantics uh, from uh, Adam Cole and uh, uh, O'Reilly and Fish, possibly on the outside, to make sure that Roddy Strong gets the gold by hook or by crook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be a good match. It'll be a good match. And uh, yeah. um, that's going to headline i think hour one uh, next week um on the usa network before we have to flick the, the channel back over to the wwe network to see hour two of course but we'll talk more about that a bit yeah. later on 
Sorry. <laughs> but, no, no, that's fine. This is why you're on the show, Jason. Uh, this is just as much your episode today as it is anybody else's. So, so back inside, um, the fans inside the Full Sail Arena are greeted by an appearance of Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano to address his future on NXT. Johnny is overwhelmed by the fantastic response from the fans here as a Johnny wrestling chant uh, seemed to go on for a good two or three minutes. It was uh, uh, quite an amazing uh, chant there, and he seems uh, quite overwhelmed by, by the chant in there. Johnny says, that uh, he has heard all of the rumours and read all of the reports and everyone has asked him what he, the future holds for Johnny Gargano. I'm having trouble saying Gargano tonight, not sure why. Uh, Johnny <laughs> says that uh, he absolutely loves everything about NXT and he loves uh, putting on the best professional wrestling show the world has to offer. So I've noticed one thing before I carry on, Jason. The WWE are using the word professional wrestling and wrestling a lot more um, over recent weeks. I don't know if you've caught um, much of it on Raw, SmackDown or NXT but they're using professional wrestling and the words wrestling instead of sports entertainment a lot more than they ever used to. Have you noticed that? Uh, not on, well, I mean, maybe not on SmackDown, on Raw. Um, I, I mean, uh, I, I, 205 Live and uh, NXT and NXT UK, mm-hmm. I mean, that's definite part of the uh, the package. Um, I, I, well, I don't think I've seen it as much on yeah. Raw SmackDown. And Seth, Seth Rollins is using the term professional oh, wrestling really? okay. a lot more. So because I think of that uh, Twitter spat he had with uh, Will Ospreay <laughs> a few weeks ago, I think he wants How to... big's my wallet? You're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, back to the show, Johnny says that uh, he has made his choice and the fans have had his back since day one and that he is officially dot, dot, dot. Um, he gets interrupted before he can say any more by the music of Shane Thorne, who steps into the ring to tell Johnny that uh, this place is going to be just fine without him. And with the right person finally in the spotlight, it's going to be even better referring to himself there. I'm sure Thorne tells Johnny to take a bow and to take a walk. However, Johnny tells Thorne that he ain't going anywhere before laying Thorne out with a super kick. So it looks like Johnny Gargano um, has his next feud possibly mm-hmm. lined up in the shape of Shane Thorne here um, to give Thorne a little bit of the rub. Um, being in the ring, of course, with uh, Mr. Gargano, Johnny uh, Johnny Wrestling. This isn't a match that excites me that much, if I'm honest. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see um, what your you know what they're going to do with Shane Thorne it's obviously uh, they've got bigger things in store for Shane Thorne in the future um, but uh, this must be kind of an opportunity to give Shane Thorne a little bit of a Johnny Gargano rub um, and to see if that kind of elevates him somewhat but uh, what, what they must obviously see a star in Shane Thorne he's very good in the ring but obviously like a lot of wrestlers that are in NXT they need a bit of work on their kind of character their personality mm. their mic work but what was your thoughts on this segment here involving uh, johnny gargano the fans and shane thorne of course well i uh, I, I timed it it was four and a half minutes wow. the, the, yeah I, <laughs> I went back and double checked i was like man this is going on ages um i wasn't sure if it was as loud as he allowed it to be i was like come on <laughs> you are milking this a smidge um <laughs> But uh, no, it was very good. They were obviously quite chuffed with him. Uh, the other chap, okay, fine. Uh, sorry, what's his name? Shane Thorne. Uh, Shane Thorne. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't have as much presence, does he? I think uh, Gargano, though, could be... Um, well, I mean, at the time, Cena had the US title, but he took it upon himself to elevate everyone who was in the mid-card when he was feuding with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens... Cesaro, um, if he took that role, not feuding for a title, 
or if he had some belt that he was able to defend weekly or something, I don't want to create another title, but um, that um, I think would work very well for him. Uh, just being in that middle ground, maybe not instantly feuding with people, but just helping everyone look look good, which is very hard to have a bad match with Johnny Gargano. I mean, I don't know if I can think of one. Um, so that would be helpful. Um, I think he would be good on the brand in that sense. Mm. The bit going through my mind is this, because there's been talk about people coming down, hasn't there? I mean, Kevin Owens even subtly tweeted yeah. it. Didn't he? Um, I wondered about, uh, and this is a bit separate, but I wonder what pay worked out, because I always thought that NXT didn't make money. That was one of the things that people said. So if you're not going to have somebody who's getting paid a million quid a year jump into NXT, I don't know how that would work. These are thoughts. I was like, well, how much is Gungano making to to be willing to stay down there? Or is it just because of the fear of of being totally <laughs> jobbed out to death if he went elsewhere yeah. that he's willing to accept what he's got? I don't, I don't know. Those are the thoughts. But I think he'll be great there. I actually uh, agreed with what you said about him going to 205 Live. That was actually exactly where I thought he should go, which I don't think... Well, he's not going to. 205 Live has collapsed, has, has been closed down. Is that right? Well, I, I think what's happening is, um, and uh, I think I reported this on the Rest Image Honours Facebook group a few days ago, I think they're amalgamating 205 Live with NXT, um, possibly within the next month or so. Right, so okay. I think the NXT... Absolutely, the 205 Live show will uh, cease to exist and they'll probably come up with something else. Um, but uh, the, the 205 Live talent, the Cruiserweight talent, will be amalgamated into the NXT roster. And of course, they've got their extra hour to fill every single week. And I think a lot of the talent on 205 Live, all the Cruiserweights, uh, will fit in very, very nicely on the NXT roster. And uh, that will be another championship on NXT for them to find yeah. the Cruiserweight championship that will be exclusively fought for on NXT. So... Um, yeah, but like I say there's many good wrestlers that could potentially compete for that Cruiserweight Championship on NXT and Johnny Gargano possibly being one yeah. of those. Um, we, we spoke about him possibly being a good addition to the Toy Fly 5 Live roster, but if that's not going to exist anymore, then I think it will make uh, an equally as good Cruiserweight Champion. But uh, mm. yeah, so uh, exciting times, lots of changes yeah. um, ahead for us wrestling fans. But um, on, on to the next match. Now, this was quite an interesting match. Um, Pete Dunne versus Angel Garza. So we've seen a lot of Pete Dunne on NXT recently, certainly his match against the Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong at TakeOver Toronto last month. Um, Angel Garza, of course, was a, a crowd favourite in the breakout tournament where he managed to get to the semi-finals of that tournament. Uh, the pace of this match soon picks up when uh, Dunn and Garza go to the outside. Dunn gets turned upside down on the ring apron, allowing Garza to strike with a super kick to the face of the bruiserweight. Um, quite how or why Pete Dunn ended up upside down on his head on the <laughs> ring apron in the first place yeah. was beyond me. But uh, uh, Dunn then recovers to hit uh, to a step up in Zaguri, followed by a released German suplex for a two count. Uh, Garza swerves the bitter end instead connecting with a drop kick. Dunn then drops Garza back down to earth with a sit-out powerbomb before Garza nails Dunn with a uh, drop kick to the midsection. 
Uh, Dunn then strikes Garza with several stomps to the face, a kick to the head and a chop to the chest. Uh, Dunn eventually picks up the win after Garza misses a moonsault off the second rope with Dunn uh, trapping his opponent in an armbar before snapping away at Garza's fingers to get the submission victory. So this was a very competitive match between these two. I actually thought that Angel Garza looked the better of the two in this matchup and there was another spot um, that I forgot to report where uh, Angel Garza kind of walked across uh, the, the, the ropes before hitting a uh, no that's Raul Mendoza a bit later yeah. on oh, yes we'll talk more about him but, uh, I can't yeah. remember that bit <laughs> yeah that, that was a, it was a fantastic match but um, what were your thoughts on Angel Garza and Pete Dunne here Pete Dunne kind of you mentioned earlier about some wrestlers pulling out the same moves time mm. after time and that seems to be a little uh, bit of Pete Dunne's um, move set uh, quite repetitive would like to see him kind of switch things up a little bit from time yeah. to time but his match against Angel Garza was pretty good uh, with uh, Angel Garza looking like a star for the future in my opinion I thought Garza uh, probably got a bit more than I would have liked him to have gotten again yeah. I would yeah um, there was a neat little tie-up thing he did at the beginning. Um, I, he did. I don't know what it was, but it was a funny little. It kind of knotted done up into like a little package. It looked really cool. Um, in regards to the uh, the finish, though, um, when you said he missed the moonsault, he almost fell out the ring. That moonsault was <laughs> nowhere near to where Pete Dunn was. I was like, where were you aiming for? Um, so I think I was of the opinion that. It shouldn't again, maybe to the similar to the no end R kind of debate. Dunn should have looked far better than he did. Um, I mean, he was helping out the other chap, but I just um, the other guy kind of reminded me like Disco Inferno. This kind of uh, I don't think I didn't believe that he was as good as they were kind of trying to convince me he was mm. uh, type thing. I mean, the, the gimmick of kiss, the old lady kissing him was quite funny. Um, and he's got like the uh, the old kappa trousers that you can just whip off at any point stripper style. Yeah. Uh, so those bits were quite funny. They were. But um, in the idea of Pete Dunne, who was, yeah, it didn't look like a, I think he's trying to be like a less a wrestling clinic is what he was trying to look like. It just didn't flow as well. I didn't think I didn't think he looked like the ring general that I feel like he should be. And I don't know. I don't. That's where I wasn't sure if it was as good a match because I was like, I've seen you work well with good people, uh, Velveteen Dream, Volta, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How are you working with someone who's obviously not at your level? Yeah. And I wasn't totally sold on this. That's where I was coming from at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, he still does his his typical moves. His version of Daniel Bryan's run up the rope, mon- uh, flip off. Because um, he did, Daniel Bryan's a big hero. He, he he's a big fan of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, he did that a bit short. I thought. I thought he was actually going to miss the rope at one. Yes. Moment. Yes. He looked yeah. like he he slipped on the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Didn't quite. Um, yeah. I was I was quite concerned for a moment. Um, but he did make it. But yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's very good. But I just thought I've seen you. Uh, wrestle guys who are very and Roderick Strong as well that's another person that comes to mind I just wonder if he needs a little bit more of helping uh, I don't know he, he's, he just needs to improve more doesn't he but then again he's younger too isn't he they're all quite young exactly uh, yeah, yeah. Look, so I, personally I thought that Angel Garza kind of uh, shone um, a little bit better maybe he's, he's kind of a bit more of a fresher talent a newer mm. move set a newer gimmick uh, a bit more interesting a bit more exciting don't get me wrong you know we're, we're massive um, Pete Dunne fans on, on this podcast yeah. but uh, um, yes uh, looks a bit of a 
a bit of a strange match for me, um, <laughs> but uh, he, he got the win nevertheless. The, yeah. the Bruiserweight got the win nevertheless. Uh, then we get uh, a promo from the Street Profits who look as though they're, they'll be back challenging for the NXT Tag Gold um, on, a, on a live NXT pretty soon. So we thought they were done with NXT. We thought that they were kind of uh, permanent additions to the main roster. Monday Night Raw, but uh, no, it looks like they, they they hinted towards possibly coming back for a rematch uh, for the NXT Tag Gold pretty soon, so we'll uh, wait and see what happens there. And then on to the match featuring Real Mendoza and Cameron Grimes. So now I've been waxing lyrical about Cameron Grimes now on the Facebook group uh, for a while. I put out a post uh, last week or so preaching that he could be uh, the one to go the furthest out of all the uh, NXT breakout tournament competitors. And here we see Grimes's uh, kind of NXT debut outside of the breakout tournament, of course. Uh, Mendoza was quite impressive in this match uh, with that impressive rope walk or walk mm. across the ropes that I alluded to earlier, coming off with a drop kick hitting um, before hitting a running shooting star press for a two count. Uh, Mendoza misses a Phoenix splash, allowing Grimes to deliver his jumping double foot stomp, hooking the leg, getting the three count and a good win for Cameron Grimes. So another one of these, you know, blink and you miss it, short and sweet matches um, and another fairly new uh, fresh face to our NXT TV screens um, on display here in the shape of Cameron Grimes to form with Trevor Lee, um, who you kind of may have seen at some indie show or possibly uh, on the TV. I'm not sure whether he had much of a run in uh, Ring of Honor or other uh, indie promotions across the States. But uh, have you had much exposure of, of Cameron Grimes or Trevor Lee in the past? And what did you think of this match against Raul Mendoza, Jason? I, I like the match. I hadn't. So I did have a look because um, I thought uh, visually he's got a cool look, hasn't he? That hat's yeah. quite fun as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I know I really liked it. Um, the rope bit was the bit I took a note of. Um, I think Grand Metalik did one just against Rey Mysterio earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, but the, so natural, that chap walking on the rope, he didn't, it was like he didn't even give it a second thought what he was doing. I was like, that's a really impressive thing that you're doing there. And he just, <laughs> said, yeah, just skipped along. Um, I like the cool move at the stomp on the chest. Um, I guess then with that, I'd like Kofi Kingston to stop using it as as just a move he uses in his arsenal. If he's someone's using it as a finisher, I'd rather you it's not just part of your repertoire kind of thing. Um, but no, I thought it was good. I feel like that chap's been an impact as well as I remember that as, as yes, Trevor Lee. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no, I I thought um, yeah because I was listening to another podcast and they weren't too keen on him. Um, but I I would agree with you. Um, kind of a, a grizzled kind of a rough kind of around the edges uh, look I really liked him and the hat just made me laugh I just thought it was great I uh, know I really uh, be interesting what you say about so do you mean outside of NXT as in Raw and Smackdown you think he could go all that way is that what you're getting at um what Cameron Grimes yeah. Um, well, potentially it could be a breakout star on, on one of the other brands, but I, I think he's got a, a long future ahead of him on the NXT brand. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, so uh, outside of the, the, the breakout tournament, I think I was referring oh, sorry, to. Okay. But, uh, no, that. That, that's fine. But uh, so, so this was his kind of, I believe, his official NXT debut outside of that tournament um, that, he, that he took part in, of course, uh, which was won by Jordan Miles. Um, but uh, yeah, but I have to agree with you uh, again, you know, uh, 
his look. He's got a, a unique look. I think the mm. hat, the hat is the, the star performer <laughs> of that uh, overall um, makeup. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I think he's, he's he can deliver on the mic, and I think he's very capable in the ring. So uh, yeah, another interesting newcomer to keep our eyes on yeah. in the future there. And then we get to Candice LeRae, who then gets added to the already advertised triple threat match between Mia Yim, Bianca Belair and Io Shirai to see who will become the new number one contender to Shayna Baszler's NXT title, of course. But before the segment was over, William Regal tells us that uh, if Rhea Ripley can defeat Shayna tonight, then she might get added to the match to become a, a five-way match. Uh, now, Jason, uh, I was intrigued uh, by the uh, the competitors in the number one contenders matches as a three-way. Uh, now my interest has been piqued with the addition uh-huh. of Candice LeRae um, into uh, next week's NXT on USA. Um, however, I'm even more excited to know that Rhea Ripley could be inserted into uh-huh. this match for a potential five-way. So, um, yes, Candice LeRae has been inserted into the, the fatal three-way, making it a four-way match to see who will be uh, the next number one contender for Shayna's title. What's your thoughts on, on, on this segment here? Um, are you a fan of Candice? array and, and does it kind of add much to the match um as it was um i i i, I mean i like her i mean i don't know if um i think her feud with um yeah shirai am i saying that right yeah uh, yeah i think her feud is more interesting than her going for the title at this point um but no it definitely makes it it'd be an interesting t- i don't expect her to win the four way or five way um but uh, yeah so i mean um I, yeah, I do rate her. I mean, it, she's always got a bit of a... She kind of bobs up and down, doesn't she? She appears for a bit, disappears for a bit, appears for a bit, disappears for a bit. Um, uh, her match against... Because, uh, yeah, it was a good match, the last one that they had together, didn't they? Because she in, was... In uh, Toronto, take over Toronto yeah, against the Yeah, It was one of the matches of the night, if not the yeah. match of the night. I thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I'm happy for it, but um, because I'm such a a Rhea Ripley fan. Um, I, I've now, uh, she's now eclipsed anybody else. I can't see anybody else on my radar now. That's the, that's the problem. Um, Cause I've just, I just think compared to the rest of them, I don't, don't disrespect. It's not a dislike them. I just think she's got a higher level. She looks like a bigger star uh, compared to the rest of them from my perspective. Yeah. And now that they've hinted towards a possible uh, five-way match with the inclusion yeah. of Rhea Ripley, it's almost certainly going to happen because that's the way the WWE works. We all know that. Uh, so um, she'll possibly be, uh, her music will probably start out of nowhere when the other four competitors are already in the ring when this match is about to start uh, next Wednesday night. So uh, yes, to add a bit of drama to their first live two-hour yeah. show, no doubt. Uh, we're also reminded that, of course, on that uh, first live show, we've got the Velveteen Dream versus um, Roderick Strong, of course. We've already spoken about that, but then there's a, uh, an announcement of uh, another match to main event, the second hour of their first live hour show between Matt Riddle and Killian Dana. This time it will be a street fight and it will headline that second hour, which will, of course, be uh, taking place on the WWE Network. Mm. Um, but what, what's your thoughts on this uh, feud between Matt Riddle and Killian Dana? I mean, they've, you know, they, they've, they've shown us what they're capable of. They've had a, a few kind of tv matches or segments where they got to either driven through the stage or driven into uh, ring ring steps and then they had a match at uh, takeover toronto which uh, ended up with uh, killian dane uh kind of blasting 
Matt Riddle off the stage, I believe, through some tables, and that was a bit of a, a wild uh, brawl. Um, this one is, is advertised as a street fight, so it's going to be out there, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, certainly a good match to finish off the first live two-hour edition of NXT next week. What's your thoughts on these two, and are you looking forward to the match, Jason? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the match. Um, um Matt Riddle is just um, well, he's he's, he's just a, a cool looking chap. He's very funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw the watch along. He was, um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's just funny. Um, um, he, partway through when he got quizzed on what was in his shoes, though, he quickly shifted the conversation on that one um, because we know what his habits are like. Um, but no, he's got he's just got a brilliant look. Uh, I mean, I used to watch him in UFC and, and cage fighting as well, so I remember him from those days. Um, I'm glad that Killian Dane is the, well, uh, next to Alexander Wolf is the other person who survived sanity uh, and still come out looking like a star. Um, I feel bad for Eric Young, but there we go. Or but, Eric Young, yeah. He's yeah, the one that's horrible, fallen by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Um, but no, it be, they've packaged him so well that... Um, yeah, they're looking like I, I want to see them smack the living daylights out of each other, and, and I'm glad uh, they're using the NXT news, the, the the second hour to promote that. I'm surprised. Um, I thought that my my think about. I know they're saying jump to the network, but then again, if people don't have the network, then th- then they're only getting this first hour. I thought that would have been the opportunity to to say YouTube. That would have been my thought yeah, for them. That's a good point. Yeah, and and then the, you you get in these more rising them, but as a as somebody you want to put in front of the camera, Matt Riddle looks brilliant. And um, I mean, all the stuff in the background with Goldberg's just a nice little twist to the whole lot, whether that's going anywhere. Uh, but no, but I really, really have a, uh, yeah, high hopes for these two. I think it will go all over the place and such. I'm not sure if it's, well, it's got to go to a finish, you would assume, unless it's going to be some kind of, they both end up collapsing at the end. That's the that would be my expectation. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, but it appears that Matt Riddle seems to be kind of rubbing his uh, his colleagues up the wrong way, and yeah. uh, with, with nobody wanting to give him a lift. Uh, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa coming up with uh, some some choice words on on his yeah. uh, official WWE uh, Twitter account, and um, yeah, m- maybe he you know, Matt Riddle's been too outspoken about uh, one or two uh, wrestlers. Goldberg in particular comes to mind and uh, maybe he's just not uh, very popular in the locker room but uh, yes that's 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 very interesting in itself but let's have a look at the, the main event of this week's NXT and it's somebody you're a, a big fan of you already yeah. told us that uh, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler so um, Ripley really puts on uh, a power of display here against the NXT Women's Champion in this non-title match. So Baszler strikes her with a couple of stiff kicks as Ripley gets caught up in the ropes early on. Ripley fights her way out of a sleeper hole, managing to drop Baszler off the, to- up top, off the turnbuckle over the ropes and to the floor on the outside. Ripley then hoists Baszler into like an electric chair before dropping the champ face first onto the steel ring steps. However, just as Ripley is about to capitalise, the other members of the Horsewomen appear at ringside to distract Rhea Ripley from the task at hand. Baszler then uh, gets her hands on a steel chair, uh, with Ripley quickly blocking an attempted chair shot, striking with her own chair shot um, to uh, get herself disqualified, Jason, giving the win to the reigning champion Shayna Baszler. Mm -hmm. 
this match didn't really get going, to be honest with you, but yeah. it did leave me wanting more from these two. Uh, I'd like to see these two in, a, in another match, a longer match. Um, uh, like I say, but, but uh, I, I don't want to see too much interference from uh, Duke and Shafir. They seem to get involved an awful lot in Shayna Baszler matches, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, for one, would definitely be up for a rematch between Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. But what say you? I was surprised they gave it away, actually. I thought this was something you'd hold back and build and build. I mean, she came out and called her a bitch, which is WWE's version of like the C word or something yeah. like this. It's it. Um, but I mean, um, I just, I was surprised they gave it away in, in Ripley's first match. Um, and so, and also like um, when Keith Lee's fought Dominic Dijak in the past, they had a couple of times where the match didn't finish. But by the time you're watching it, you were like, holy moly, this is amazing. I didn't feel that from this one, which I was slightly disappointed. I was like, I think I had my high, my expectations were really high. I like Shayna Baszler as well. I think she's been booked, well, probably the best woman full stop actually now, even over, I mean, compared to Becky Lynch and such, because she is unstoppable. Um She's been booked so well. Yeah. And so I was really looking forward to this. Um, and I, I thought it was odd, like Rhea Ripley told the referee, that, get her off me, ref. And, and kind of in this kind of a wimpy, wimpy kind of beta heel kind of thing that she did. Um, and then there wasn't much going on. The, the electric chair from that point on, I was like, wow, okay, now we're talking. And that's when the match ended, didn't it? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, so yes, absolutely, I want to see more of it. But I was surprised uh, at the power moves, and I got that type of stuff from there. Um, and so I could see where they were going. But I was surprised it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. In fact, I saw Rhea Ripley's uh, match with Viper, and I thought that was a bit more scruffy, th- scruffy than I thought it was going to be as well. I, True. And, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, then. So we're maybe not. Uh, exactly where we need to be yet but uh, definitely uh, but that would have been the one I would have thought I mean you could have held that off to a a takeover show and if you'd have built it right it could have been the main event of a takeover show because um, I think they've got that kind of star power between them Um, but yeah Mm. so we've seen a little bit of it uh, and I, I was just slightly disappointed by it. I mean, we, we, we both want more, don't we, Jason? Yeah, we both want more yeah. from these two. But the interesting dynamic that I picked up uh, from this match is that, uh, as you mentioned, Shayna Baszler almost seemed to be intimidated by Rhea Ripley. Yeah. She seemed to be kind of carrying away. And, you know, uh, but yeah, Rhea Ripley was the, kind of the, the big, strong uh, you know, dominant woman in that ring, and uh, it was it was strange to see Shayna kind of shy yeah. away uh, from uh, from Rhea Ripley, and you know it was good to see a different side of Shayna Baszler because she yeah. has been a very very dominant champion. You know, kind of bully, bullyish, isn't she? Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. And she, she's had a reign, um, you know, to, to a similar degree as, as Asuka, really. And Asuka was a, a dominant yeah. champion. Shayna Baszler has been a dominant champion. So NXT certainly know how to to push and to, you know, really make their the women strong um, in, in those in that brand. But um, yeah, no doubt we'll see these two again. And it'll be interesting to see that that fatal four way, whether it does turn into a five way, whether Ripley mm. does get included and in what happens there. But uh, um, yes, I don't think we've seen the last of these two. Yeah. But that, that kind of sums up our uh, NXT review. So um, 
uh, you know, a couple of good hours of wrestling. They're not the strongest of episodes, um, but um, yeah, I, I think that they were used to develop maybe some of the future storylines. And of course, um, we're going to see a lot more action and uh, hopefully better shows next week. And certainly with the uh, NXT yeah. show going uh, to live on the USA Network. And we'll talk a little bit about that a bit later on. But Jason, let's have a look at um, WWE's next pay-per-view, Clash of Champions, which takes uh-huh. takes place this coming Sunday. So a few good matches there, but um, um, also some notable names not on the card. So first, you don't have uh, Daniel Bryan, although he yeah. could well make an appearance in one match that we're going to be talking about a bit later on obviously no no kevin owens he uh um it got fired by shane mcmahon on this week's smackdown and uh hints that he might be going back to nxt which will be a, a nice addition as it goes live very soon uh, but let's talk about some of the matches one match that um well, well, we'll inevitably be on the kickoff show, um, as it always tend to be. It's the Cruiserweight Championship. It's a triple yeah. threat match between Charon, current champion Drew Gulak versus Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado. So quite a, uh, a, a kind of uh, a Latino influence here, a bit of a high-flying um, element to the match with Carrillo and uh, Dorado, of course, um, being the more typical more traditional cruiserweights you could say against the more grounded map based drew gulak so i've really enjoyed drew gulak as the cruiserweight champion i I would go so far as to say he's one of if not the best cruiserweight champion the uh, divisions had certainly he's he's a good character um and i think they've allowed him to wrestle the way he likes to wrestle and to demonstrate his kind of rough tough uh, brawling submission based type of uh, wrestling which i enjoy watching um um, so uh, give us your thoughts on, on this match to competitors and, and who's your pick on this one? Do you think uh, Gulak might retain or could there be a, a shock new champion at the end of it? Uh, I, I, I'm not familiar with the two, if I'm honest, but I, I would have given this Gulak uh, 110%. Um, I think he's brilliant. Um, if you Oh, Daniel Bryan in Ring of Honor uh, used to be very similar in style, much more stiffer, map-based. Um, but Gulak, I mean... Um, he is brilliant. I mean, his versatility because he was the the PowerPoint chap, wasn't he? With uh, <laughs> yeah. Enzo. I mean, that I I hadn't realised at one point that this was the same person because he was so, um, yeah, such a personality. And I was like, you are such a serious wrestler and very very good. Um, he did the um, was it which was it was it Progress that was on the network? Was that the one the tenth so anniversary show? That was the uh, the Evolve. Uh, Evolve, the, the, sorry, Evolve. okay. Yeah. And that match, because he fought Matt Riddle on that one, didn't he? That was he? an that, excellent match, yeah. Really yeah, hard that was match. that was brilliant. Um, he's um, yeah, I've just and then he had a great one with Chad Gable um, a, a little bit ago. Um, I think he's very very good. Um, Interesting, you said maybe the best. Mm, uh, Buddy Murphy would have probably been in that category Good as shout, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who the chap is with the beard who took the belt, but I didn't rate him very well. Uh, he does a cartwheel. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I don't uh, know what you're about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I would say Gulak's going to keep this one. Um, yeah. I, I think it would be a bad decision to take the belt off him at this point as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I, I'm a big fan of Drew Gulak on this show, and uh, I think he, or at least I hope he's retaining. Um, 
Right, uh, the next match, the New Day versus the Revival. So this is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So the Revival not long ago were uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, I think they're they're two-time Raw Tag Team Champions, but they've not really been dealt uh, a fair hand since they've been brought up onto the main roster, possibly getting on for a couple of years now. It seems like they've been on the uh, main roster for well over a year anyway. Against uh, New Day. You mean the Revival, sorry? The the Revival, yeah. Not not being dealt. uh, Sorry, I thought you said... Who hasn't been bit dealt a fair things coming onto the main roster? Do you mean the revival? Sorry. Yeah, I don't think they've been given a fair shake. Okay, sorry. Since I thought you said there. New Day earlier. That's why I wasn't sure actually. Yeah, okay. so yeah. I think uh, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder they, yeah. they've not been uh, they, they've not been um, given a fair shake of things in my opinion. I think in a lot of people's opinions since they've been up onto the main roster. But in saying that, they have won the belts twice over, and now they get a chance at the uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against current champions, the New Day. So. Uh, uh, we all know about the New Day. I think there's uh, not much that the New Day haven't achieved um, as a group. And, of course, they got to the WWE champion, of course, in their ranks of Kofi Kingston. But this is going to be Big E and Xavier Woods against the Revival on Sunday night. So uh, where's your kind of y- y- your cards as far as these are concerned? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the two teams involved? And uh, who do you think is going to walk out the uh, SmackDown champions? So... What I want and what I expect is going to happen are two different things in this one, okay? Yeah. Uh, and I would agree with you. The Revival have been, well, they, they've just had a hot, it's just been so unfair. And your heart breaks when you think these guys were amazing at NXT and um, kind of remind me of the Brain Busters. Um, they've got that kind of look and style. Um, and yeah, so, but, and, and actually, though you said they'd won the tag team belts twice, I mean, not very memorable. uh, No, brains were they, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, actually, and and the the daft thing is, when I when I um, read that this match was on, I I thought to myself, oh, it's unusual to have a non-title match on a on a card that's called Class of Champions, because I didn't know either were the champions, because the way they've booked the titles, because I mean, when was the the New Day on television? Because they've meant to be, they've been hurt by Randy Orton as well, hadn't they? And then after that, the idea that the tag belts have been defended. I mean, I think that New Day are keeping them, um, and I think Revival are just counting the days until they can appear on on AEW. That that would be my consensus. Um, and I, I'm sure they've done really well. I mean, they they were trying to the stupid shave in the back garbage and all that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's just saddening because let them wrestle and people will like them. Mm. It, it'd be that simple. Yeah, I mean, what I have enjoyed from the revival recently, and I don't know if you've caught much of this, but is there a, there a kind of relationship that, that's built between them and Randy Orton? So Randy, Randy Orton, Orton yeah. has kind of brought them into the fold. Um, and uh, I, I think that that's kind of giving them a little bit of a, a bit of a Randy Orton rub, for want of a bit of a phrase. But um, I think that's kind of elevated them a little bit, being associated mm-hmm. with Randy Orton. And of course, uh, with their association with Randy Orton and uh, going up against the New Day, of course, you've got Randy Orton going up against Kofi Kingston. So, you know, there, there could be some uh, some involvement from one or the other in, uh, in one of these championship matches. But I completely agree with yeah. you 100%. I'd like the revival to walk out the winners. And who knows that they could. They could, especially, like I say, if, if Randy Orton is around and he gets uh, involved, you never know. Um, but I expect the New yeah. Day to retain and to walk out as champions at the end of but the this match. Is, so, 
is that on the freebie show on the pre-show um i i'm not sure to be honest with you i would expect it to be on the main card if i'm honest i would expect okay. it to be on the main show yeah um so then uh, you've got shinsuke nakamura versus the miz for the intercontinental championship so you could be mistaken for even forgetting who the intercontinental champion <laughs> is nowadays much like a lot of the championships if i'm yeah. honest with you jason um uh, it's like a lot of the belts but um you know, Shinsuke is still with the company and uh, he signed a new deal not too long ago for another three, four, five years, however long it might be. And he is the Intercontinental Champion going up against The Miz. So um, The Miz, a lot of people, you know, he's a bit like Marmite. You either like him or you hate him. Um, but I'm a big fan of Shinsuke. Once again, similar to the revival, has he been given a fair shake of things since mm. he's been up on the main roster? I think a lot of people would say possibly not, but we have to count our blessings. And he is holding some uh, some silverware at the moment in the shape of the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I'd love Shinsuke to win the match, to retain, um, and to possibly you know go on to some stronger competition um, other than the Miz. Um, although I think the WWE. You know, I think The Miz has got a job for life in the WWE. Um, yeah. But uh, this match will be okay. It will probably be a you know two and a half, three star match at the end of the night. Um, I'm hoping Shinsuke retains. But uh, what about yourself? Are you, are you as hard on The Miz as I am? Um, are you a Shinsuke fan? Um, what, 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 what kind of where are your cards marked for Sunday? Oh, well, Miz is a legend, isn't he? Yeah, main event <laughs> WrestleMania. Come on. That's oh it. Goodness. He's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, I mean, as a personality, he and and when he talks off the cuff and that, he is likable and he is engaging. But his wrestling style does not. Um, I mean, I, I always come back to the Daniel Bryan talking smack, called him soft style, called him. I mean, called him a few other names, but. He was trying to get it clear as to the way he wrestles. It, it, it feels not very believable in the way he does it. And it's just, it doesn't gel. I mean, I do, I mean, I'm still not totally sold on him being a baby face. I don't know why people cheer. Um, I'm not on that category. But, um, yeah, the fans, well, I don't know which fans, but some some do like him. Um, his matches are better than they used to be. They, they're tolerable. I, I will watch them where I... He used to give me a bit of Baron Corbin-ness at some times. I'd go, oh, dear. Um, when Nakamura, I love Nakamura, but I think he's um, just put himself in kind of cruise control. I think he's quite content. He's done all of his um, hard-hitting stuff in Japan. He showed you they could do it with Sami Zayn, and then he decided that he wasn't ever going to do it again when he got to the main roster. Um, and that's where I'm, I'm kind of at now. I did like Nakamura. I'm in the party that now is wondering about, is is he overrated? I would go that far and upset some people and say, is he overrated? Because he hasn't really delivered anything from his Sami Zayn match. I think he's he, Sami Zayn. And he had some good matches with Samoa Joe, actually. I will say that. And Samoa Joe's not on this card, yeah. Mm, um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean... Um, but but I don't think when he got to the main roster, he seemed to tone down his style quite a bit as well. Um, I'm disappointed that they've decided that he no longer can speak English. I think that's that's virgin on racist. That's all I feel like um, on that one. Um, but where we are now is um, I want him to win. I think he will keep the belt on this one, to be honest. Um, I'd, but then somebody, I, I read a, a podcast was saying that um, uh, they're trying to make the Miz... 
um, win the title as much as Jer- the Intercontinental as much as Jericho. Uh, right. somebody, somebody was saying that this is a, a, a thing that WWE do, and it sounds petty enough that it could be a thing. Um, but I just don't think the Miz needs the belt, and I, and well, if Nakamura doesn't have the belt, there'll be no reason for him to be on telly. And the, yeah. <laughs> so Very I mean, true. I want Nakamura. I'd like him to win. I would totally agree with your star rating um, because sadly. Uh, because of the Miz, I don't think it would go any further than a three-star match. I mean, he's he's had very few matches where I've thought, well, that was that was really good. Yeah, uh, the, the only match that, that I've enjoyed of the Miz's recently or this year, you could say, is his, his match with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I thought that okay. was good. That was that was uh, a, you know one of that was better best. than yeah, it was. It was quite better. Good, it, I think it was a pleasant surprise. I think I was yeah. going into it, uh, um, you know, not looking forward to it, and I was uh, yeah. But um, this match on Sunday, yeah, uh, let, let's hope for a Shinsuke win. Let's put it that yeah. way. But um, uh, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Does this does this match float your boat? And uh, are you kind of surprised that uh, Eric Rowan? This has been a bit, a bit of a long, drawn-out storyline with who attacked, um, yeah. who, sh- who shot Mr. Burns, or who attacked uh, Roman no. Reigns. No, 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 no. Who shot Mr. Burns was a thought-out story that uh, had no, good point, ended. good point. This <laughs> is lost. Let's make it up one week to the next. Oh, it really was a bit like that, wasn't it? But this is a no disqualification match just to kind of blow off that storyline and and hopefully uh, uh, we'll never hear or see anything from it again. But to Eric Rowan, he's had quite a bit of TV time. He's getting a decent push. Um, He seems to have drifted apart from Daniel Bryan after actually attacking Daniel Bryan um, on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. So... They, they had a decent brawl on this week's SmackDown between uh, Eric Rowan and, and Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan kind of, you know, having up the upper hand in that uh, confrontation between the two. But, um, you know, this might be a half entertaining match, especially with the no disqualification yeah. stipulation. Um, so uh, kind of wh- 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 where's your head at regarding Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan? And, uh, you know, just to add to the, the drama and the storyline and the booking of this match, uh, I'm kind of expecting Daniel Bryan to make a bit of an appearance yeah. and to possibly have a, a little bit of a, an influence on the outcome. But what about yourself? Uh, and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping... Uh, it was all the ruse, and Daniel Bryan is the person behind ah. all of this. I, I, <laughs> I'm really hoping that. Uh, I'm really not hoping that Rowan is the genius <laughs> um, behind it all. Because you look at it, it took weeks to solve what was going on, and then there was just an actual video of it happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, you had videos on scaffolding, why don't you just use that video? Um, and, and the Buddy Murphy one, he got in the story because he accidentally was in scene. That was what they said. I was like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Um, so I actually thought the promo that Rowan did was pretty good. Uh, the one where he first attacked him and revealed. I thought he was talking because uh, I don't know if I've heard him say more than three words in a row. And so it was very, very good. I mean, he's um, I'm more interested than I thought I would be when you said Roman Reigns and Rowan to me, if you gave me that on a list, I am interested in seeing it, um, but it can go two ways. He used to, uh, Roman Reigns pulled some great mans out of Braun, didn't he? When he was doing last man standing matches and all that type of stuff. Uh, so he can work around um, no, no DQ gimmicks. He, he knows how to do that quite well, um, but I'm really hoping that Daniel Bryan gets introduced into this. If not, 
Um, phew, I mean, that's that just feels like a big waste of time. That I mean, unless Rome wins, which I really, I really can't believe that it will. I mean, and knowing this, I would believe that Rome, Roman Reigns will win, but they'll still continue the storyline. If this is typical WWE, they'll just pretend that he didn't win or something like that, and that's what I actually expect will happen. Mm. But I really want Daniel Bryan to to somehow pop into this because. Yeah, I don't want to see this anymore. Yeah. Well, well, I, I'm predicting uh, a Rowan, Eric Rowan win. Yeah. Or not. Oh, really? uh, yes, and the reason why is because, uh, as, we, as we both mentioned, um, I, I'm also expecting Daniel Bryan to make yeah. an appearance and to get involved. And I'm also expecting it to be kind of all a ruse that Daniel Bryan was behind it after all and that there's still um, a, a, a collective group, uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan, and that um, he could help or assist Eric Rowan in getting the victory just to kind of swerve the fans and to uh, add uh, a little bit of a, um, a variation in this um, rather uneventful storyline. But yeah, uh, yeah that, that's my thoughts anyway. But um, what about uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander? So they've been giving Cedric uh, quite a few wins on TV, mm-hmm. quite a bit of airtime. He's now involved in a bit of a feud with AJ Styles. Um, and uh, AJ, of course, uh, uh, retains uh, the um, or regained the US Championship. Yeah. Um, over Ricochet, who is uh, um, also um, conspicuous by his absence. He doesn't appear to be uh, yes. on the card as well. So um, uh, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. I'm expecting this to be technically a very good wrestling match, as long as there's no interference. If it's a straight wrestling match, it should be very good between two very strong, capable wrestlers. We all know that AJ Styles, of course, is uh, one of the best in the world. Yeah. And Cedric um, is, is very, very capable in his own right. Um Personally, I think that this is a, uh, a victory for AJ Styles. I think he's going to retain his uh, United States Championship. But um, could there be a shock on the cards? Uh, what do you think about this one, Jason? Um, I, I don't see a shock, to be honest. I see Styles keeping it. I, I do think Styles is it, it, he's just the best, isn't he? I mean, mm. for for saying that he's actually one of the older people on the, on the roster, he's he's just brilliant. Um he I saw him uh, win the title in Manchester when he when he beat um right. Yeah, um, Jinder. Jinder, I mean I can't remember who Jinder is. There we go. <laughs> uh, but I re- I watched that and that w- that was fantastic. We were just behind the uh, like two rows from front. Um I really rate AJ Styles. Cedric's really good. Um he's still a little bit too um um just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too goody-goody. I want him to get a couple of rough edges. That's what I'd like him to do as part of his... He's still a face, obviously, but he just seems a bit of too... Uh, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. White meat baby face. He comes yeah. across in that sense. Um, but no, I really rate him. And I think those two, given the time, will just have a cracking match. But I, I would think AJ Styles is still going to win it at the end. That would be my mm. my. So let, let's roll two matches into one here. So you've got the uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships and the, the current champions and the new champions, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, are going up against Robert Roode and okay. Dolph Ziggler. So uh, uh, Team Rudolph, as the internet has named them. Um, but uh, obviously the dynamic of this match is quite interesting because you've got Seth and Braun who are also going to be facing off against one another for Seth's mm-hmm. Universal Championship later on in the night. So uh, rolling these two matches and the possible scenarios into one... Um, how do you see the, the tag match going and how do you think that will kind of feed into uh, what will almost certainly be the main event for the Universal Championship later on that evening then, Jason? Uh, I think uh, Seth and Braun are going to keep the belts. 
Um, that's that. I think that's going to be part of it. Then they're still champs, and then they still have to fight. I mean, the the other other argument was that they'd fall out, and that would cause them to lose the belts. Um, I don't see that being the case, uh, and I, I I have a suspicion that Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode won't be a tag team after this show. I, I think that would just be it. Um, we saw <laughs> them, and they never existed. Um, that would be my take. Um, They've got I, to go yeah. until at least Christmas, Jason, just to get the most out of their new tag team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah I just, oh, more singles wrestlers put together. Why? Um, when you've got AOP. I mean, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah so, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> it's, um, Seth versus Braun, do you want me to say what I think is going to happen there? Yeah, or? go for it. Yep. Uh, I think The Fiend's going to get involved. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've, t- they've talked about the Hell in a Cell, and that's been chucked around, and it seems like it could be where they're going. Um, but I would rather, well, it be, it would be another time where Braun would not get the title, which seems a bit unfair now. It's got to the point now where he's, he's not as bad as Ziggler, but it just felt like he's never got to that level where you'd expect him to be at. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. That would be my way of, in some ways, I think they've kind of booked them into a place, a corner now. I feel like they're like, well, Seth can't beat Lesnar and Braun back to back because that would be your two monsters done with. Unless Braun wins the belt, and he could, but that would be the way I would play it. The Fiend would attack both, and maybe you get a triple threat, Helen Cell. I don't know. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Seth and Braun are retaining. Um, mm. and, uh, but I, I think there could be some, you know, incident in that match that could lead to, you know, uh, I know Braun not being in the right place when Seth needs to make a hot tag yeah. after being, you know, beaten down for 10 minutes and, uh, you know, just adding a bit of extra heat um, leading into their singles match later on. Um, before you mentioned The Fiend, I actually had uh, Braun Strowman down as possibly taking the championship like right, I said, it's a bit, okay. bit of a bit of a, a now or never moment really but then yeah, yeah. three or four times before um but um it, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a a, a clean finish to this match if braun okay. did win because um i think it would add uh, an interesting element to the relationship between seth and braun and their you know tag team champions but uh, one has just beaten the other yeah um, that would but, be good but, but uh, I, I would also like to see The Fiends uh, mm-hmm. make an appearance, whether that be during or maybe after the match. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, the rule book has been thrown out the window on this one. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen with uh, with that main event? Uh, but um, capping off uh, the kind of the, the men's titles, yeah. you've got Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. So uh I think Randy Orton has done really well recently. He always shines as a heel. Um, mm. I say he's aligned himself more recently with the Revival to kind of give them a bit of a rub, and uh, uh, that's worked well for them. That uh, they've had, you know, a reasonable feud and a reasonable build um, ahead of this match at Class of Champions. I think their their match at Extreme Rules uh, wasn't particularly fantastic, if I remember rightly. It ended in a um, was it? Did it end in a? Oh yeah, a, a, a count out or a, ended yeah. in a double count out, didn't it? So a bit of a um, yeah. yeah, a bit of a, a non finish there. Um, but um, he looked at his kid, didn't he? Yes, and Kofi yeah. 
yeah, Kofi was not too pleased with that. So, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are on the fence about Kofi Kingston um, as WWE champion, still as WWE champion from WrestleMania. Um, but I think he's been a, a good champion, and I think he's yeah. got a good feud going here with Randy Orton. Personally, um, as much as you know, I hate to see Randy Orton get close to Ric Flair's uh, record-breaking figure. Although I think John Cena's already equaled it. Um, I think Randy Orton is possibly going to win the championship on Sunday. Right. Nights. I think Kofi's Kofi's uh, gone as far as he can as WWE champion, in my opinion. I don't think there's beyond Randy Orton. I don't think there's much um, more for Kofi to do. So that's my prediction. But uh, what's your thoughts on this match, Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston? Wow, not much more for Kofi to do. Good grief! That's ah, a... <laughs> that's a controversial view from Jonas. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I would have said I, I've just given it to Kofi. That's really interesting. That is, uh, Randy Orton has a bit of a tendency, I think, um, very Lesnarish. If he's not engaged, mm. um, if he's not yeah. interested, then you're going to get a really dry match. Where I think he's engaged with Kofi. Um, whether he's trying to make up for when he sabotaged his career previously or he just wants to, I mean, if he's going to be the champ at the end of it, maybe that's partly the reason. Um, but no, I, I think he's definitely a bit more in, on the ball on this one. Um, that's interesting you've said that. No, I was going to say with Kofi is he just needs people to feud with who are uh, seen bit bigger stars than him so he can beat them. and And that's where... He's not really had um, where, where Seth's fighting Lesnar. Uh, Kofi's not fighting somebody on the same calibre as Lesnar. I mean, I don't even know if I would say Randy Orton's the same calibre as Lesnar, as in, as in star power. Mm. Um, so I think that's where the, the unfairness comes in. And I mean, fighting Daniel Bryan again would be great. And I'd rate Daniel Bryan... But I don't know if the argument that people look at it and say, oh, he's a big, he's a massive star. And that's why I'm trying to, I think Kofi needs more wins. Um, oh, I'd be really disappointed if it, uh, yeah. Now you've, I've never thought of that. <laughs> lose the bell. That hadn't even entered my head. Um, well, so I'll tell you something, Jason. Yeah? You, you mentioned uh, a very interesting name there, and that's Brock Lesnar. So uh, he's recently lost the championship, the Universal Championship, to Seth mm. Rollins. And of course, you, you, as you know, uh, from the 4th of October, SmackDown goes to Fox. Um, wow. And of course, Fox wants um, their uh, WWE programming, the, the SmackDown, to be a little bit more reality-based, a little bit more sports-based. So maybe, you know, if, if Kofi were to retain, that could be a good opportunity for Brock Lesnar to appear on SmackDown yeah. um, under the new banner of, uh, of Fox, of course, and uh, that 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 could be a new WWE champion that, um, that that Fox might be after, wanting a more reality sports-based yeah. uh, product and a more reality sports-based um, champion. So um, if Kofi were to retain, then um, we could see Brock going from Raw to SmackDown to possibly challenge Kofi. So there's a few scenarios here. Yeah. Very interesting, yeah. isn't it? Very interesting. Uh, but let's have a look at our two uh, women championship matches. So first of all, um, Bailey versus Charlotte Flair. So this is going to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But Bailey, of course, um, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I, I can't exactly remember who she won the, the belt from. Can you remember, Jason? Uh, she won it from Charlotte, didn't she? She uh, made Char a lot of. Char Charlotte beat Becky. Uh, clean, which made everyone, which was really helpful for Becky two belts, yep. and then she cashed in, didn't she? From my yes, yeah. so 
that was uh, then, money. That was money. They've, in the not mentioned, they've not mentioned that. <laughs> no. So, but but, but I, I can be you know forgiven for uh, not remembering no. um, how this all went down because. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that Bailey's not had uh, the most memorable no. championship uh, run. However, in the last couple of weeks, she's turned heel. Yeah. So uh, you know, the, the interest in Bailey has uh, skyrocketed. She's aligned herself with uh, Sasha Banks, who we'll be talking about very shortly, and uh, Bailey going up against Charlotte Flair. So for quite a few months now, Charlotte Flair has been portraying this heel character. Um, I, I, I believe, certainly my opinion, she's going to be portraying more of a babyface character on Sunday night against the, the new uh, heel, the new Bailey. Um, but uh, what's your thoughts on this one? I think it's quite an interesting dynamic, the way the matches come about and the way that Bailey's new heel turn has recently kind of happened. Um, so this is why I'm leaving the two women's matches to last, because I think they've had the more interesting uh, builds going into Clash of Champions. But uh, what about yourself, Baby versus Charlotte Flair, Jason? I hope uh, I, I hope Charlotte doesn't play face. But then, isn't it in Charlotte? Have I heard that right? Um, you are correct, Charlotte, North Carolina. So, yeah. Yes. So I mean, she might be the hometown favourite anyway. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Charlotte. Uh, well, she plays a fantastic heel. She isn't likable. <laughs> and. Um, I mean, uh, Bailey's one is semi Johnny Gargano, kind of like I'm still a good role model. I'm being a good friend. Um, I wasn't really sure how they've been playing this, really, because when she first t- it turned, she looked sinister, and then she cut a couple of promos where she was like, kind of saying, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm being not. I'm, I'm just being a good role model." And so she was kind of pulling back. It seemed. Um, I was dead excited with that tag match on raw that was the reason why i wanted to see it the four four horsewomen um fighting tag team matches yeah. um i mean in one breath i did say i was i was semi fed up of the women's division but they do come across as stars now that's the thing i when they're together i mean bailey alone probably doesn't but when they're together it definitely feels like a big moment it I really think. does yeah yeah um, so I'm excited for it. I don't think Charlotte's going to win. I think Bailey's going to keep it, and Bailey needs to keep it really, uh, because then this has just been a, a waste of time if just to give the belt back to Charlotte. Even though, well, she's like the golden child, isn't she? She's she's the, the next coming, whatever they want to say. <laughs> uh, because yeah. I, I mean, oh, I mean, I was so annoyed that she got shoehorned into the main event at WrestleMania because I just wanted to see Ronda against Becky. Uh, that's where we were going. And there is so much focus on her. I mean, even to the point where the, the Trish Stratus match was pushed more than the two tag team titles, mm-hmm. uh, two women's titles matches. Yeah. Um, so I could see them giving her the belt. It would be a daft decision. I think it'd be really good. Um, I won't jump to the, my next uh, situation, what I believe is going to happen in the next match. I think Bailey should keep it. That would be my where I would go next. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I think that with the uh, the, the effort that's been put in over the last couple of weeks with the mm. Bailey heel turn, um, uh, you know, I, I think that it will be a good opportunity to capitalise on that, uh, yeah. capitalise on on uh, Bailey's new momentum and uh, keep the gold on her. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, interesting. And uh, like you say, with Charlotte being the, the hometown girl um, on Sunday night, so she's going to get a warm reception and possibly have the, the baby face reaction, I'm sure. 
Um, but uh, yeah, once again, interesting dynamic. And this has been one of the more interesting storylines going into this Sunday show anyway, in my opinion. Um, but possibly that the match that's really got me hooked and really got me intrigued and will definitely, hopefully, uh, keep me awake to see this main event in the wee hours of, uh, of Monday morning is Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. So the reason why I'm interested in this match more than many of the others is because of the recent return of Sasha Banks. Um, mm-hmm blue hair as well um and um she looks great she's um you know definitely come back with lots of heat and um lots of chair shots to uh everybody and anybody and um i think that this is the match that's caught a lot of people's attention definitely you know becky lynch is going to be uh, on the cover of this year's uh, uh, WWE video game alongside Roman mm-hmm. Reigns. So she's obviously, you know, one of the top stars of yeah. WWE at the moment. And uh, like I say, uh, she's kept the Raw Women's Championship since winning it at uh, yeah. WrestleMania, of course. So um, she's been a, you know, a good champion. She's had some rough matches, let's yeah. be honest, against um, Lacey Evans. And uh, um, but uh, but I am definitely intrigued by this match and by these two individuals. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to end or how it's going to end, to be honest with you. Like I say, Sasha Banks has got all of the momentum, having recently come back. Uh, Becky Lynch... Mm, interesting you know um i i don't know jason where's your thoughts on this one i mean this this is a match i've, I've left till last because it's the match that i'm most interested in but what about yourself uh, and i and i'd agree with you on that one it is the one i'm most interested in um and this is where i was going back to the previous match mm. i think banks is going to win uh, i think you're gonna have both of them with the titles ah. i think that that'll look pretty cool um I think Banks coming back um, felt, because uh, I like Ronda Rousey as well, but I felt like we haven't had, she she came back and felt like a big star. That's what, I, and I felt like, oh, we, we have been missing you. I mean, you, you really, it did feel like something was missing. I think the next time, if Ronda Rousey comes back, that'll be the only one I could pit, put in that group that brings that kind of attraction and, and wanting to see wrestle because Sasha Banks is great. Mm. Um, and I, she, again, I, unlike Becky, I would say she's probably a bit more consistent actually in some of her matches. Um, Becky sadly been a bit hit and miss at time. Not her fault. Carrying around Lacey Evans, flipping neck. Um, and then having to tag with Seth Rollins, which didn't really help her. Uh, and uh, that type of thing. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Sasha's going to win. I think I like it. She can lean more into the boss personality. Some of the stuff she used to do in NXT, her matches with Bailey were probably the best women's matches I'd seen at that point. And I, I think they still hold up now, actually. Um, and so I think actually putting the belt on her when she's a serious heel um, will, will be very, very good for her. And then at the end of the day, the, the, the chase is where it's at, isn't it? Mm. Becky chasing the title. Um, actually was way more exciting uh, than her being the champ. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I mean that. Um, I had a, I had this T-shirt printed of because um, I'd seen it online. Somebody had got where Becky was all bloodied up from the the punch from Nia yes. Jax yeah. because she she just looked like such a badass at that point. And then they 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 really kept on sadly doing stuff to to take away some of this. I mean, I'm glad that she'd got onto the onto the computer game and that um but she's lost some of the momentum but i think feuding with sasha hopefully 
I think we can jump then to what I'm trying to think what the next Survivor Series it would be. Um, I think probably she'd win the belt from her back back from her Survivor Series. That would be the way I would play this. Mm, good point. Yeah. Good point. So all in all, it's looking like a, a quite a stacked card. I mean, the only okay. uh, the only the only kind of downside, uh, maybe because there's so many matches, is that there's no King of the Ring final. Um, I oh, think we're we're all expecting yeah. um, Chad get or the, the final to be um, given to us at Clash of Champions, and I think we were under that impression all the way up until just last week when it was announced or maybe this week when it was announced that uh, it would actually take place on next Monday's Raw right. um, and of course um, that was a match that a lot of people were, were looking forward to um, and of course the match is going to involve Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin so mm. an, an interesting match there and uh, Baron Corbin is not really high on many people's lists <laughs> and I think a lot of people are definitely rooting for Chad Gable in this one um, and to kind of create a new star and to elevate somebody that's been and much like uh, many of the other superstars we've been talking about, kind of not really pushed or promoted or mm. used to the best of their abilities um, on the main roster. But uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting one. So that takes place next Monday instead of uh, on the pay-per-view. Right. But uh, Jason, um, it, all good things have to come to an end, they say. Uh, and that, uh, that is the end of this week's episode, sir. So uh, wow. I want to thank you so much yes. for uh, helping us out with this week's episode of the Wrestling With Jonas podcast. Uh, we, we obviously spoke about this week's NXT and NXT mm-hmm. UK, which seems uh, an age away since we were last talking about them. And of course, we've covered um, pretty much all the matches on the Clash of Champions pay-per-view card and uh, got your thoughts and predictions there. So uh, thank you for all of that. Before we go, uh, do you want to tell our listeners or where they might be able to reach out to on social media if they want to say hi on Twitter or Facebook. Where can they find you? Um, and do you know any of your addresses? <laughs> uh, well, Jason Lee Woods, I am on uh, your uh, Facebook page as well. Um, I used to do uh, some movie reviews. I'm going to bring that out soon. So I'll, 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 I'll save that one back at the moment. We're going to do a bit of revision on that one, I think. But uh, absolutely, please say hello to me on Facebook, Jason Lee Wood, or, or have some kind of argument with me on the on the facebook page it'd be really good fun it's i've really appreciated this and it's been really good thank you jason we've loved uh, having you on board and we definitely definitely have to have you on again soon but uh, please keep it tuned to the wrestling with Jonas podcast for all of your weekly NXT and NXT UK updates. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends and tell your family. And let's get even more people listening to the Wrestling Majonas podcast. So please hit uh, hit the subscribe uh, button now, people, um, so that you know when the when their new episodes are being released and don't forget to uh, share so that people know that you're listening and get them involved as well we'll be back again on tuesday with our special clash of champions review episode where i'll be joined by a good friend of the show uh, tommy lynch um, who's got his uh, watch along wrestling youtube channel um, so go out and check him out on youtube he's uh, had some really good uh, vlogs recently from his uh, trip to madison square garden where he was there in person for monday night raw and smackdown live of course so uh, tommy will be joining us on tuesday for that and uh, that episode will be dropping um kind of about nine o'clock in the morning uk time so uh, go and check that out um otherwise we'll be back again next friday for our usual weekly recap of nxt and nxt uk but in the meantime from myself and from uh, jason lee wood uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll catch up with you all again soon have a great weekend bye bye